Hey, Bobby. What's up, big dog? Yo, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you, bro? I'm good. Yeah, I, I apologize about earlier today. I, I didn't. I forgot about time zones. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Me too, bro. I totally fucking forgot. Tell me your name <laughs> one more time. It's Keon. Keon Kimura. Keon. Okay, I saw Kimura. I wasn't sure. I was like, how do you say it? Keon? Okay, Keon. Yeah, man. Yo, where uh, you from? I'm from Toronto, Canada. That's fucking sick. Okay. I can't come up there. I ain't got, I got too many cases. They won't let really? me come up. Oh, man. That's why I'm driving on suspended license cases and shit. They won't let me come for driving on suspended license. Really? Yeah, they're, they're really strict there because even um, a lot of the time, some like like musicians, I can't come over to Canada because of simple things like that. So yeah, it sucks, yeah. man. You can never fight in Canada, which sucks. Yeah. And I couldn't even corner my boy. He was like, nope, he can't come. Who, who was uh, supposed to fight in Canada? Um, my boy Ruben Duran fought out there. And so oh. that was the first issue that I seen where I couldn't get into Canada. Yeah, man, that sucks because you know what? I feel like they would love you there. You would be so huge there, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah, honestly, because like uh, just your attitude in general, I feel like Canadians would, like personally me, like I, I'm attracted to your, your attitude. It's so candid, right? Uh, I feel like Canadians, Canadians, they love that, you know? So it's a shame that you can never, uh, you can't come to Canada. Hopefully you can, man. Like hopefully Dana does something. Maybe Dana could do something. Yeah, hopefully I can get some shit cleared off my record or some shit and come out there. But you know what? Okay, so I do want to... Tell me about yourself. I actually want to start with this. I want to start uh, as a person who's half Persian. I want to thank you for how you shared your emotions uh, in your post-fight interview last fight with uh, about Navid Afkari. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thank you for that because, you know, there's a lot of issues going on in Iran, you know, and I feel like these are things that people aren't really thinking about or listening to. They, I, I really thought Navid Afkari, his death was going to be a social media fad and then people were going to forget about it. But what you did was let it remain as a topic of conversation for people to talk about. So I thank you for that. And that's dope. I'm honored for, I'm honored to interview you because of that. Even like people in my family, they're so happy that you spoke about that. Like a lot of people in the Persian community, they're thankful for that. So thank you. Man, I've been getting a lot of love from, you know, and I feel kind of like, like I said something, but I feel like I don't know what to do after that. They're like, well, help us more. I don't know what to do. You know, I'm just so, I feel powerless. I feel like Dana couldn't do anything. What am I going to do? You exactly. Know? Yeah. It sucks, man. It's, it's a horrible situation, but I think what you did was more than enough. So once again, thank you, man. Appreciate that, bro. Appreciate that. That was fucking awesome. And I mean, they want to get ready for my fight and they just put that stuff right out there. And I'm like, I just thought when Dana put, uh, when Dana says something like, and then starts getting that type of traction that we we're going to be able to save them, you know? Yeah, that we're gonna sure. be able to save them, but fucking, I guess Iran don't give a fuck, you know? They don't care about none of that shit. It's true, huh? man. It's true. It's it's horrible there. It's it's a tough situation, man. But um, hopefully things get better in the future. But um, I do want to move on to uh, the questions from my subscribers. A lot of uh people want to ask you some questions, so I'm gonna go. Oh with yeah, quest- yeah, for sure. So question <laughs> number one was by Lemon K, and he says, "What is the meaning of life to you?" Meaning of life. Interesting. Interesting. Meaning of life. I would say 
my kids, you know, I would say growing up and giving them something that I don't have, you know, giving them a better world, you know, I would say love, you know, the meaning of life is to find love and find happiness as much as you can. I would say that would be my meaning of life, you know, find the right people in your, in your world, in your circle and make them better, you know, impact them and show them how to be better. You know, that's what life is mean. See, this is why Canada will love you, man. Honestly, <laughs> just this right here, you know. I'm just being me, bro. I just do me, bro. I don't know. I don't try to act fake. I don't try to, you know, sugarcoat it. Like a lot of people hate for what I say. You know, I've got a lot of flack from what I say too. So, for sure. Um, I'm gonna move on to the next question. It's by BJJ Paragon. BJJ asks, "What was your introduction into MMA, and what kept you striving to succeed in life despite your rough upbringing?" Okay. My introduction to MMA. Um, I was at a wrestling tournament. Me and my buddies, we, we had a little party on like a Saturday or Friday. And we were all like, fuck, we should go wrestle tomorrow at this freestyle tournament. And I'm like, ah, fuck it, let's do it. Let's go. So we all go in, we go wrestle and stuff. And I'm just slamming guys. I'm just doing my thing. And some messing guys found me and was like, hey, you should fight. So I'm like, I guess so. But I didn't kind of like, take him up on the offer just yet. And then um, I met some woman and within a month she got pregnant. Uh, she was, I met her at work. You know what I mean? She worked at my job, her and another girl. I didn't know who wanted me. So I kind of went over tonight to hang out with both of them. And it turns out she wanted me. So we messed around and within a month she got pregnant. So this being my first child, I was scared. I didn't know what to do. How old were like, you? I'm 21. Oh, okay, young, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't know what to do. I was scared for my life. I'm just like, I don't want to do the same thing my dad with me did with me. So I just started trying to like do the best I could. I worked six days a week at a warehouse. And on the seventh day, I would go into Mexico and fight in Mexico. Wow. So that's how I got started. Yeah. And then how about, um, how did you, uh, for your upbringing, how did you uh, strive for Keep success? Pushing? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So that's something totally different for me. It's like, you don't got a choice. You don't got a choice. This is either you're going to sit down and you're going to and roll over or you can get up and fight one or two you're going to be a nobody or you're going to be a somebody you pick you make the choice and to me ever since i was a kid i just felt like being in foster care i had some fire in me i used to tell this little foster kid my little brother jj my little white brother he'll tell you to this day like as a kid i felt something inside me like i was something different about different I felt like I had something to give the world, but I didn't know what it was and I didn't know how. And I guess this is the way it's blowing out now. Yeah. So just the way to push is just the struggle. Yeah. And I've seen, I've seen so much struggle. I've seen so much pain and I don't want to go back to that. You know, once you've been in, once you've been homeless, you don't go back to that. You know, mm. I've, I've slept out in the field and, and, and I've, and I've had hand-me-downs and I've ate the crumbs of my friends and I took their clothes and, and all that stuff, bro. Like that's the, that's the part for me that kept me going was you got kids and you got a, a, a drive to be, to be something. You got to have something in you, you know? For sure. Um, the next question is by uh, spider one, seven, seven, seven asks, uh, what was your driving force to come out of retirement? Um, that's a great question. I fought a Jakar close when I retired that night. I had a crazy ass weight cut passed out like twice you know what I mean I never had where I fucking fainted twice I got sick it was just a long freaking night I took maybe 10 hours of 
of cutting when it usually takes me about two or three. I fucking covered 10 hours. Um, and I think I was just so fed up with everything. And then, and then I went out there and did a show. Still did the show, still did the fight. And I doubled all of the numbers that Jakar did to me. I doubled everything he did. I'm like, I'm so confused on how, how, how people can't see these fights. Mm-hmm. If I have doubled everything you've done, how can you not see who's the winner? <laughs> and so it just broke my heart. Like, fuck, it broke my heart. Like, man, what do I do? Like, I'm pushing for this. I'm, I'm getting, trying to get here. And I keep getting stumbled back. And to take that pay cut and to take all these different things. So I was like, man, I'm fucking done with this shit. Like, I'm just so tired of getting disappointed and, dis- and, de- and, and depressed. But got home and I realized this is my life. Every day is some type of way that you're going to be depressed. There's going to be something that holds you back, something that you don't like in your life. And I had to realize who I am, you know? People keep trying to tell me on the internet how much I'm a, a, of a loser I am. I was on an eight-win streak and then I fought Barbosa. And then I lost this the split decision. I lost to Poirier, and then after Poirier, I feel like I haven't lost. I should be on another six or eight win streak, you know, doing my thing again. I just keep pushing, bro. I don't, I don't know quit. I don't know how to quit. You know, I, I know I, I had a little headache in my head where I fucking lost my shit, lost my cool, but that was it. I, I called him the next week later, like, hey, give me another fight. And I was fucking mm-hmm. tripping. I was mad. I was tripping. Give me another fight. Sure. The UFC let me sit for a whole year. That's good. Um, I'm going to move on to Lee Watkins' question, which was, who has spoken the most trash back to you in the middle of a fight? In the middle of a fight? Who's talking the most trash? I know Josh Thompson was talking a bit. No, Josh wasn't talking. Josh was kind of like, when I talk to guys, they, uh, what you have to understand is, I'm making sure that they understand that I'm right there with you in the cage. That whatever's happening, I'm going to tell the truth, okay? Mm-hmm. People think, like, when you go, oh, no, you didn't hit me, and it really hit them, and, like, it didn't, like, they say it didn't hurt. No, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'll give you a thumbs up if you got a good one. Not, I'm like, ah, ah, it's all right, you know? That's okay. So I'd probably say Lando was probably the guy who talked the most to me. Lando realized, oh, okay, motherfucker, you, you like to talk. Let's go. I'm going to talk with you. And as he's trying to talk, I hit him. Bow, bow, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Bow, bow, shut up. <laughs> I'll do the talking. You shut up. <laughs> that was good, yeah. Um, the next question is going to be by uh, Christopher Medeiros. Uh, he asks, what's something about you that most people would never guess? Something about me that most people would never guess. Hmm. Something about me that most people would never guess. I'm a lover, I guess. <laughs> I love my women. You know what I'm saying? I love women. I, I, I like to treat them nice. I, I believe in being a romantic. You know what I mean? Um, everybody looks at me as this gangster guy. Like, I don't fuck with gangsters. You know what I mean? To be honest, keep it real. I think gangsters are, are, are weak. You know, you need a gang to have your back. I've never mm. been from a gang ever. It's always been me against five people, me against two people. Like, I've always fought for myself. And so... I'll probably say that probably what you don't know about me. People think I'm a gangster or some shit. No, I'm just a real ass nigga. Jacob Peckman asks, which fight taught you the most about your game? Hmm. Interesting. I would say James Krause. If you watch the James Krause fight, it's where I started to learn my rhythm, my swag, 
the shoulder rolls really well um, where I started to put it together. Even though the fight ended with controversy, I still was able, I was really finding myself in that fight. I was really feeling it. I was like, okay, this is who I am now, you know? I, I felt bad for you actually at the end of that fight because everyone was against you, uh, even though it wasn't even a, a low blow which was crazy. Even Joe Rogan too. And I'm like, man, I feel bad. Yeah, for him. But yeah, I feel yeah. like, I feel it. like, I honestly feel like you handled the situation so well. Cause if I was in it, I'd be so mad. I'd be like, it didn't go low. Bro. When you're a black man in America, you have, you know, you have to know how to, how to deal with these situations, you know, how to deal with, with everybody, especially America. You know, you could say the wrong thing, and get yourself fucked up. So I just kept my cool, kept my composure. Um, even big John, he told me not to fight. Like he was like, that guy didn't want to fight you. I could feel it. I fought cross, and at the first two minutes, I could feel his punching power. It's really strong. Mm -hmm. And then after, like, maybe one or two minutes, he realized, I'm not hitting this guy, and he gave up. It was like his, his, his punches were going, like, slow, and they just, like, they looked like, I just feel like all the, 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 the encouragement, all this fucking shit just fucking drain out of him, you know? For like, sure. Oh, I felt it, you know? So that's what it is. It is what it is. Howlin Blues 420 asks, how do you feel about your career resurgence? Everybody's been asking me about that. You know, like, what'd you do different? You know, what's going on? Like, that you're doing different and it's resurgence. It's just God. It's just God off by. It's the most, money, most amount of money I've made ever. And that, that may not be much to somebody else, but that's much to a broke kid like me. For sure. Um, those are all the questions, but I do want to end with this. I know you say many times that you don't think about who you want to fight next, but, and you don't even think about a title. Is that correct? Yes, sir. But what I do think about your career, I think about your career trajectory as of right now, and I really see it going towards the way of a BMF title and that stratosphere, in my opinion. That would be sick. Is that where you? Sick. Is that where you see yourself? BML belt? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Fight for BML belt. Because you real, know, real shit. We have guys like Jorge Raddest Masvidal, Nate Diaz. These guys, I feel like you share similar traits to them. Not in the sense of just like fighting, moving forward, and putting on good fights, but also the sense of realness. Yeah, yeah. Always gotta keep it real. You know, Nate's like a cousin to me. Nate let me sleep on his couch for a few weeks. You know what I mean? Trained me, told me about the game. You know what I mean? Really just took me under his wing and stuff. So I am a Nate Diaz or a Nick Diaz Army. You know what I mean? Cat. So it is what it is. Bobby, I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I could talk to you all day because it's actually so much fun, man. <laughs> I Thank wish you, you so the best. Much, of, you're the fucking man. When's your uh, next fight? It's in uh, the end of October, correct? Yeah, October 31st. I'm fighting Tiago Moises. So all I'll right. be scrapping him. And then I got another fight in December. See, they don't <laughs> tell you about this stuff. See, they think Kazuma's the only guy who got two fights booked. I got two, too. Yeah, Damn, man. that's crazy. Well, all right. I, you're going to be a future BMF one day. I totally <laughs> see it right now. I hope you have a good day, man, and all the best. I appreciate you so much. God bless you, bro.